0: This is the Convo Lounge. Expression. Exposure. Experience. Welcome to yet another episode of the Convo Lounge, podcast where we have different conversations around the unemployment problem in our country, uh, trying to have solutions uh, come forward onto the unemployment problem that is happening within our country. And today we have a man that I think has had a conversation with most entrepreneurs in the country, Mr. Soni Serete, joining us in studio today. Thank you very much uh, for joining us and welcome to the Convo Lounge podcast. Thanks for having me. Cool stuff. Uh, So um, let's maybe back back uh, to uh, your career. I think also your career is something that I've seen shifts um, in it. There was one point you were working for a water corporation company. Uh, You moved to being a journalist. Uh, You went into now deeper into the journalism unleashing some of the uh, wrongdoings that are happening in the country and um, now you are a brand ambassador for a financial agency something that i've i don't think it has been done before has there been anybody who has done it before you
1: uh, I can't think of any. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about, yeah, that transition from you starting off um, at the Water Corporations Company and shifting to these different um, jobs that you have shifted into. Uh What that, uh, you know, entailed and why the shift? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's been a roller coaster. Um, yeah.
1: I've done it all, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think after my Form 5, uh I worked for water utilities, okay, and I was a driver messenger mm-hmm. at water utilities, but even then, I had the love for writing. I think it came from school yeah. uh, during my school days. I was a badass writer, yeah. so yeah uh, so even as I was working for water utilities, I would help the their peer department with writing the newsletter, and then um I'd write letters to the editor. And they published my op. It was opinion letters. Yeah. So, yeah, I eventually, slowly and gradually, uh, became a journalist. In fact, I started off as a columnist because of my opinion pieces. Uh, so I remember the time Botswana Gazette wrote me in as their regular contributor. Yeah. So I was writing columns for them, political columns. Uh, and then when the Telegraph sister publication to the Sunday Standard was established yeah. uh, Spencer Mokapi wrote me in now as their permanent uh, columnist yeah. so I oh. was writing the column and then I ventured into journalism yeah. before I even uh, studied for journalism yeah but, but let's much. go back let's yeah. go back yeah.
0: um, were you not are you not in the age gap yet yeah? Tiro Um or that it Sometimes it came before you? Like why would you then move from uh yeah. and not do those Tiro Chaba?
1: Yeah, this is what happened. Um mm-hmm. I didn't do well yeah. at Form 5. Okay. So I wasn't absorbed for Trilosis So I had to immediately do something. So I found a job. Um yeah, that's how I missed Yeah, And then Yeah, we can take it from there. Yeah. Form five. Thrillosichaba phase uh I was working. Yeah. As my contemporaries were doing through yeah. yeah, In fact I'm wrong to say I started at water utilities. Yeah. I started at the now defunct Hyundai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh we were assembling cars. Uh I think was any around three hundred and fifty 50 per month at the time.
0: Kundaya is where they used to be that, um, yeah. when it was still having a manufacturing facility yes, in, in Botswana. Yeah, okay. yeah, I started with them. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait, where do you come from in terms of um, the country, Mobotswana? I come from Um uh, You studied in Maung, lived in Maung.
1: Yeah, um, born in Maung, uh, but uh, grew up in Frankstown. Mm-hmm. I think I left Maung when I was doing my standard two yeah and then i moved to Frankstown, did mm. my primary junior senior up to form four mm. then i went back to maung mm. to finish my old levels yeah i had to go back to maung to to be with my mom's yeah yeah she was an old lady but uh she was the one who took care of Gomorra Gang yeah. so we feel like uh, he said, is yeah. when he has a son yeah. so yeah I, I started and I'm
0: living from I to come to the big city Khabarone. Yeah, I uh, work for one of the big manufacturing yeah. companies yeah. Uh, vehicle assembly companies in the world mm. um, how did that transition come about what my, my, my to sister
1: and aunt were living in GAPS so it mm. was a matter of uh, come here so we can find you something to do yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. 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 Mm. so now let's get now to you studying journalism mm-hmm. um, you then moved from um being a driver at Water Utilities, mm. um, coming down to now, you know, writing and starting off. I think you said you didn't do well at Form 5, uh, but I would assume mm. your compositions were always top tier. Yeah, I did. You know, like, <laughs> that's true. I, I did very well in English. Yeah. I think I was so good
1: in English writing it. I'm not eloquent at speaking it, uh-huh. but when it comes to writing it, yeah. I'm bad news. So <laughs> I think. Uh, for me uh venture into journalism because you write in english uh, you express yourself in english so that's why i i easily gelled into journalism yeah. but the inspiration for journalism came from this uh, when i was a young boy in frankstown Uh, my pops would come from work with the daily news yeah and you know Mm -hmm. so I'd read and the curiosity was okay how do these people compile all these stories Uh, and then I remember when I was doing from three or four at Mataspe yeah Emambukudo the um, now editor, editor of The Voice. Yes. Yeah, she, she, comes, she comes along as a journalist. I think at the time she was at UB, yeah. but working for The Voice. So she came to our school to do some interviews. She was interviewing us about teenagers, Mjolo, and all that thing. Yeah. So I happened to be one of the students she interviewed. So two days later, I picked the voice, and I see my picture, and I see... Uh, Everything that I had said to her, written. Of course, now now someone I think yeah. Then oh okay, so this is how they do it. You go to someone, talk to them, then you write about it. Yeah. So yeah, that curiosity developed and that mm-hmm. is just history. Yeah. But
0: what, what makes a good piece though um, with the type of, you know, journalism that you went into as you developed? Um, yeah. You started now writing. We, I think me starting to know about you first was you were the guy who was unleashing the things that, you know, I talked about in the streets And some of them are... Some things in Longora that are not known to the public and you bring Mm. it to light. You talk about corrupt politicians and so on and so forth. Yeah, it was for a reason that I chose the uh,
1: investigative route. Yeah. Because everyone was writing about... um, Who slept um, with who? uh, Okay, I didn't do (laughs) tablet. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who slept with who? Tablet, it wasn't my thing. Yeah. Uh, Going to... I they or going to the football match to write about it. Yeah. I because I could see most of the journalists were scared to venture into investigative journalism.
0: Yeah.
1: And you asked what it takes, it takes the guts and the heart. Yeah. So you you need not be
0: scared. Yeah, you need to be a Bruce Lee. Otherwise,
1: yeah, you need to be a Bruce Lee. Otherwise you'll not do it because you'll be intimidated, uh you'll be threatened. Yeah. Uh you'll be uh they'll try to bribe you. So you need to,
0: to sometimes you even go to jail for it. Of course. Mm. I've been to jail for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. So how how's jalo? Like um getting you to then um write and just be fearless mm-hmm. and not uh fear your story might not see um the paper tomorrow mm. um how do you then become so um intentional in putting it out there and most importantly even yeah. the editors by long hora they get to vet your story if it's going to go into the paper mm. or not how do you um go about that yeah
1: i mean uh, i remember at some point my mom called and said son i hear and uh, it's very dangerous can you yeah. stop it then I said mom show me whose son must write this yeah yeah. if you say okay all these things then I'll stop and allow them to do it yeah. so I think it was a I don't know whether I should call it a calling or what but uh It was just something that I purposefully uh, ventured into. I knew the repercussions, but I decided to to just do it. And at the time I was doing it, uh, I didn't do it out of malice or what. Uh, I'll tell you for the, I think, 15 or 16 years that I was doing investigative journalism. I've never been successfully sued yeah. because I didn't go out to tarnish people's names uh, without facts or what. I, I always ensure that my story is balanced. I give you the right of reply and I always had evidence. I, most of my stories, until I have the document that's when I'd write about it. And I'll make sure that I don't write about you before I tell you that I'm going to write about you. What do you have to say? Yeah. yeah.
0: But when you talk about um, that landscape, um, journalism landscape in the country, um, currently higher lending... Um, looking with the 15 years that you were practicing or you've mm-hmm. been in the industry, mm-hmm. uh, what sort of difference do you see in terms of the quality of the output um, that is coming from you know, mm-hmm. uh, the young writers by um, Loko mm-hmm. What it is it that you see um, from them? Yeah, I think
1: the danger is to uh, rush in to break the story yeah. before you gather all your facts and plug in all the holes. And I feel for them because now they have to compete with social, social media, media. You know, <laughs> once you're still investigating your story, someone publishes it on social media. Yeah. But, uh, you know, um, I always said, yeah, social media, they can write. Like, I don't know if you know what sham is like. Oh, yeah. They don't, go, don't do deep that into it. Deep mm. into it. Uh, I always, when I was practicing, you know, we'd get invitations for uh, press conferences where corporates, will come tell us, okay, this is what we've been doing. They'll tell you all the glorious stories. And because journalists are lazy, they'll be given the... The, the press release press the, Yeah, they just <laughs> take the press kit yeah. and then they write what they've been told. So with me, I didn't do that. Yeah. If you tell me something, I'm going to investigate it. I know I once attended a press conference where I unintentionally embarrass the CEO of that organization because he was giving us the financials, you know, end year results. Then I looked because they thought, ah, they'll never read this bulk document. I went through that document and found some, you know, discrepancies in the report Yeah, and I pointed them out to them. And yeah, so I think the, uh, the difference is they're not that thorough. They are not that far. Yeah, no, yeah.
0: And, and, and right, but but what could be brought into now? You know, develop that training in terms of training, um, so that they could mm. bring out that quality or have that level of mm. um, work ethic that you would yeah. have as a journalist. I think they
1: they need motivation mm. uh, from their employers. Firstly, um, journalists are not paid well. Yes, they are not well resourced. So you need resources to investigate. Uh, you need motivation. You know to Be told that okay, no, we might not be paying you that well, but we appreciate your work. That alone, appreciation yeah. can go a long way in you know, uh, encouraging or building proper journalists. Mm. Yeah,
0: mm. this organization, Inc. Um, let's talk about that. Yeah, um, yeah. what it, it is and how it actually got into shape. Um, the career that you, you yeah. had in journalism,
1: Inc. Uh, investigative, uh, uh. Yeah, that you mean that one me? Yes. Okay. Uh Inc. I don't know where it is. I don't want to talk about talk for it. Yes. But of course because I once worked with them when you were there. I yes. I, I can say what they would do. They were founded by some American I think American organization to do investigations. I think the objective was that, you know, uh as newspapers at times you don't want to write about an organization because they give you adverts yeah. so Inc. came in to say okay you don't need adverts from anyone so we'll fund you mm-hmm. uh, and it was I, I enjoyed working with them yeah. I think one of the biggest stories that I still remember that I did for them was the Musugid, Yeah, uh, where uh, <laughs> I enjoyed that story you know why yeah. because I had all the evidence I could even write the amounts what I, ninety nine puller eighty three was used on this b d f nine zero seven four eight nine yeah was used to pick this material good cash build on this and it was signed off by this, so as an investigative journalist, when you have that information uh, in in yeah. story, you are confident because you have all the all the facts so it's yeah, it's one of the stories that I enjoyed doing for. For ink,
0: yeah, yeah. but then uh, when you talk about that, um, the issue of advertising is something that sort of like brings um some disrepute to yeah, it the, compromises the quality, the quality, and yeah. And mm-hmm. um, right now, um, mm. and just to, to write, do you think mm. there is a way to go about it? Um, not mm. to bite the head that feeds you,
1: yeah. The problem with uh, uh journalism or media here is because the owner the editor, can are uh, the advertising department, the editorial department? So he always tries to strike a balance. If you yeah. write something about uh Cedar that is bad, full spreading So there's always that some. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, in developed countries like in the US, they'll have two different departments. Editorial will be in this block. And then advertising and marketing will be uh, the other side. They don't even know. The marketing department doesn't even know what's coming out tomorrow in the newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the way to go about it.
0: All right. Let's go mm. for a quick break. We'll come back. We'll okay. continue with the Cover Lounge podcast today. Uh, let's hear what you have to say on our social media platforms. Seven six five 7651 2 It's our WhatsApp line. And that's how you could get to interact with us. Hashtag Convo Lounge Africa. This is the Convo Lounge. Expression. Exposure. Experience. Welcome back to the Cover Lounge podcast, uh, where we are having a conversation today with Mr. they Sirite. Just uh, tapping into um, his life, tapping into his work as a brand ambassador, and that's part of the conversation. I just want us to to get into that because uh, when COVID uh, first hit. Uh, the tourism industry was so very much affected he came together with a dear friend of his mr charles Chalifang, and also a journalist uh, himself they just went across the country uh going to different places in the country uh, showcasing the tourism industry and just to find out from him how all of that came about and how um it, it went it really um a great uh time i have to believe of your life you know just getting to turn something that is so much of a passion into a project yeah. that now you know gotten uh to put a lot of uh botswana that was not seen uh by many more especially um, on social media let's talk about how that came about yeah man those were the best 28 days of my <laughs> safari life yeah we were on the go
1: every day for 28 days non-stop uh so this is how it started uh it was during COVID, like you already said.
0: Mm.
1: And then uh, the tourism industry, I was one. That's when we only realized, Hore, we've been banking or counting on international tourists. Yeah. So international tourists couldn't come. And then tourism uh, establishments started to suffer. That's when for the first time, even some of the establishments, Elohareng, they always don't care about local tourists. Yeah. They started to say, I know we even have a, a, a race for locals. Yeah. yeah. But we came at a time when locals were not interested in their products. Yeah. So I, I said to Talva, and it was boring to be home, we're home. Then I said to Talva, man, let's uh, approach BTO. Yeah. And, uh, do something that can inspire local travel. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, we, we wrote a proposal to B2 to say, you know what, the your industry is going down. Yeah. Because outsiders are not coming in. You only have locals to rely on. Yeah. But locals at this point, they, some of them have money. Some of them have time. Some of them have even the equipment, but they don't know where to go. Yeah. So why can't we go around showcasing all these tourism destinations and inspire Botswana to go and see them? Yeah. And then, yeah, they gave it a go-ahead. We traveled the whole country. Uh, it, it was fun. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed it. We yeah. enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, the feedback was very good. We received feedback from uh some of these establishments and they told us you know we just received bookings uh, from people who said uh, they saw our facility uh from your social media uh, platforms yeah. yeah so i think the the objective was 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 met, was met. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's exactly how it came
0: about mm-hmm. where is it now where's the project now
1: the project is uh it's there, uh, we are still trying to see if we can do rediscover too, yeah. But uh, because of our busy schedules, uh, mm. I think we haven't really come up with a time that is convenient for the both of us yeah. to embark on it yeah yeah
0: mm. so let's look at um, some of the places that you guys um went to and these are places that for a very uh, long time we're thinking it's expensive to travel mm-hmm. in Botswana um and the question then becomes is it expensive in Botswana if it's expensive yeah. what's making it expensive well,
1: that's a good question uh, mm. people think uh safari excursions are expensive. Yeah. Yes and no. Uh, you can choose. If you want to sleep in a luxury bed in the bush, Yeah. you leave your luxury bed here, but you still want to sleep, same bed, yes, it will be expensive for you.
0: Yeah.
1: But if for you is just to go and enjoy nature and what the wilderness uh, has to offer, then it's cheap. I'll tell you this. Yeah. Right now, if you go to, uh, let's say, let's say Savuti, where mm-hmm. I was two days back. Yes. Savuti, the same place where I was, there were chalets, okay? Yeah. 8,000 pula per night. And then next to the chalets, uh, they are just trees where you... Pitch your tent tent. Mm. I pitched my tent I paid 125 Pula In the night Okay That guy is sleeping 8,000 bucks I'm sleeping 125 Pula You know what happens In the morning We go into the same bush We see the The same same lion lion. (laughs) We see the same elephant so that's what I'm saying. It's expensive, yeah, and it's cheap, yeah. It depends on what you choose, yeah,
0: yeah. So, so in terms of that, then I'm um, mm. getting to encourage people and get people to understand this. Where do you get such information? Maybe uh, this is something that is not known to Botswana. That is why they will prefer to go travel to other places outside, mm. uh, or maybe I'm just feeling these are just lines in the background uh, in my backyard and kind by any time what sort of like maybe um, gets people to go out there as opposed to local travel
1: I think it all comes from the love yeah uh, love for the wilderness uh, and then they need education I mean people need to know about something before they can try it yeah so perhaps
0: that is where we discover Botswana keeps yeah
1: I hope <laughs> b is listening I mean yeah. uh, they need to engage me so I can teach Botswana yeah. how to camp and yeah. yeah so maybe let, let me not dish out uh, <laughs> yeah. free education I need to be paid for it
0: <laughs> sounds like your term yeah. being a SEDA ambassador is coming to an end now you're looking for the next <laughs> exactly. gig let's go to the SEDA yeah. um, mm-hmm. campaign mm-hmm. Um, we just got off um, the BTO Rediscover Botswana so Travel Yeah, and then you are like yo I still want to travel more Yeah, you get another one with Mm, see that mm. Um, let's talk about how you know that came about because I Mm. like started when we started the conversation I did mention Mm. I've really um, never gotten to know anybody who has done what you have done Mm. especially on social media Mm. um traditional advertising in your newspapers and all of that that Mm -hmm. is how you know corporates would have looked at taking Mm -hmm. their brands to the people or Mm -hmm. telling the stories but you came up with a different Mm -hmm. um, concept Mm -hmm. of now bringing um, cedar from the ground to the people on social media let's talk about that project yeah you see with
1: Cedar um It all started with me being a journalist, okay? Yeah. I could see how a journalism was taking a knock. Yeah. Uh, Newspapers were not doing well. Yeah. So I knew I had to find a way out of a media house, okay? Yeah. Uh, So I approached Zida and said, you know what? With my experience as a journalist, you have a very bad reputation. Yeah. But you have that bad reputation Because of us journalists mm-hmm. Do you know why? If you come with a positive story uh, As uh, as journalists We don't like uh, Especially our like editors They don't like feel good stories mm-hmm. That is why the front page Will never be about A Cedar beneficiary Who's doing well Or it will be about yeah. uh, A minister who took a loan from Cedar And is not paying okay? One yeah. negative story So I said yeah We always get good stories About what you do at Cedar, yeah. But we don't publish them we'd rather publish, uh, if you give me, a, for example, if you give me a list of uh, Cedar beneficiaries,
0: yeah.
1: I'll go through it and then look for no names, okay? Yeah. And then say, yeah, four ministers received uh, CIDA funding and then I got the other 200 in that list because who is that one in so we want to make it look like it's for the elites, it's for the world uh, politically connected yes so I said okay I don't know if you you know this song you go get again what in your you your sensing about so I said okay I'm part of Baba, Sinti, Baba Sinti. <laughs> Yeah. So, can I be part of Baba Bakanyang? Yeah. Uh, you know, Cedar uh, has a marketing and PR department. Yeah. But really, when these stories are told by them, people just say, ah, yeah, I mean, what do you expect? They, they'll say it. I mean, they have to say it. Yeah. So, I said, I can go around, yeah. uh, talk to these people. Yeah. Tell their stories in their own words. Uh, and... So that people can relate. I mean, when it's told by me and not a corporate, I mean, if it's on Cedar social media page, you don't even know who posted it. Yeah. But when it's me, people can relate. I mean, I drink with people. I go, they, oh, okay. And then even then, I don't even... I tell it, I mean, I put pictures and quote these people. Yeah. As they they say, no. this is how I started. So the main aim was to... In, to demystify this thing, I heard Sida is for the elites, and then inspire other people. Other words, I Sida is for everyone. Yeah. Come through and get uh, a loan from Sida. We've had I met so many people who said, before you told us about this, we always thought, ah, no, Sida gave yeah, boss mama.
0: Yeah. But
1: trust me, Sida is not for boss mama. Yeah. It's just that Sida is for everyone, so boss mama will always be.
0: In Within
1: that, yeah. yeah so mm. you can say because mm. mm. you don't even when you get there, you don't even get us... last I senior They don't even ask you how how related. How are we related? They yeah. just ask for your omang and all the other requirements. Yeah.
0: So, but mm. how do you craft your stories? Um Getting to choose who you get to, to to profile because I got to realize that during your campaign hindsight, mm. mm-hmm. you were profiling the success stories mm-hmm. and then Batswana started to say why, why, you, why the success stories and are not, not uh, yeah. the failures and then you mm-hmm. sort of like uh, shifted um mm-hmm. also with that
1: yeah mm-hmm. I, actually trust me I had wanted to include uh, those seed beneficiaries who didn't do well, yeah. so that other people can learn from their mistakes. <laughs> but sadly and unfortunately, uh, they are not willing to come out. Yeah. When they come out, they say, "But I don't want you to publish uh, failure my, part. the the fa- my failures." Yeah. Because I think it's because of the stigma that we attach to failure. <laughs> you don't at times you don't realize that uh, failure makes you grow. I mean, you can learn from your mistakes. Someone told me already. So, in fact, some of these changes the dealings because of the beneficiaries. CIDD dealings, no, Give me money. I'm going to buy this." But yeah. serious But now people squander the money. So nowadays, what they do. Tell us your suppliers, yeah. and then we'll pay the suppliers. So why don't we just say no? They, they don't choose suppliers for you. Yeah. We say, no, okay, go to the motor center. Okay, if it's your safari, go to the can it be center example yeah they pay can it be center? Mm-hmm. yeah mm.
0: but when we look at um now the landscape of entrepreneurship in the country more especially uh um, tapping into both young people and all of, and this unemployment uh problem that we have in the country mm. um in the stories that you have been having with these different people how do they come to um entrepreneurship is it like a back up, Uh, mm. because girl, I couldn't find a, a job mm. therefore I will go to entrepreneurship maybe uh, this mm. is why it's mm. sort of like it's affecting mm. the success of our companies mm. you know the good thing is that it's balanced it's yeah. those
1: who've been to school and those who have never been to school or yeah. who did not do well at school yeah. uh, it's all about uh Reading my t shirt, yeah, thinking outside the box. Uh, I'll give an example. There's one young man, uh, who I really like. Go yeah. This guy on a from five go Hans, uh, he didn't do well, but how to how about again during my time at school. Uh, break in the region, my one, yeah, school is about my one, yeah, so support my he went to see the bar, got the poultry poultry farm okay where do you want to sell these eggs? Yeah said no at my former school I know they, they we they they eat eggs every day yeah so he went to the school said they are Halaga you Miami it a am funding the rest is history the guy is doing well he's now supplying other schools yeah. and then other people uh like what I always advise people your eight to five job uh don't just look at it as your income and yeah. uh, use it to to learn so that tomorrow you can you can do something uh tapping into the experience that you gained while yeah. you were waking uh for example there's a there's a lady who opened a school a kindergarten school because she was a teacher yeah. in a kindergarten school yeah. so she learned the basics okay see that I have the experience. Open a school for me they did that yeah. so most of the people really uh uh they were working and then they they got inspired whatever I can do this yeah yeah you know when when you go go hike, look at the needs yeah okay every time however I, go, I I ice. Ice, yeah. <laughs> stop, stop complaining. <laughs> okay, do it. Yeah. If you think I is then do it and make money. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No,
0: coming from Maung, um, I, I would understand, I would believe you've been exposed to you know the tourism um life in Maung. Um you are an avid traveller yourself, you've been exposed to the tourism industry. Uh, what are the value chains um that currently are there when when it comes to the tourism industry just apart from you having um your another lodge uh, that you mentioned earlier mm. on initial, chalet what other mm. um else is there mm. um that we could you know maybe tap into but particularly also looking at um your, your creative side of life
1: yeah there's so many uh i'll give just a few examples mm. uh those lodges tourists go there right yeah uh so if you are going to have yeah housed there uh, the tourist direct that's something it's it's, it's another uh, byproduct yeah, yeah, tourism yeah uh, uh, if you it's just one example but there, there are just too many yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but it's one of those yeah Yeah. yeah. they are just are just too many I mean if if you have a lodge like mm-hmm. the lodges there telling uh but about sources, okay. How, you can do Mukoro? Is one of the Mukoro? But a, a local is doing Mukoro excursions. Yeah. Learn why benefiting on where he couldn't have brought Makwa from Europe. Yeah. To have Mukoro hand. Yeah. But now because they are here, we have one of the rare. But, you know, but there's something else you can do while we are here. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then in terms of storytelling, um, yeah. I think this is something that uh, maybe even just using your, your 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 case as a as a study, uh, you could take it to um, the next level. Uh, the story of what is happening with our tourism industry, Mobotswana Needs to be told mm-hmm. uh, what your friend um Charles is doing with geo yep. Um is something big that really mm-hmm. needs to be encouraged um in in, in our creators
1: yeah no 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 it's true uh, and it's it's sad, and I hope it will change. I'm sorry to say this we in Botswana we still don't believe in ourselves I mean uh the we've been to these schools I mean look at these guys, look at these cameras yeah. But when how somewhere, without mentioning names, yeah. they say no, I can do this documentary for 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 one million. But that was local, why you charging this? But someone comes from outside, they feel oh, yeah, no, that price is. It's justified, yeah. so I think we start to we need to start to believe in ourselves. or no, we can do this. We can tell our stories,
0: Yeah.
1: and we need to to pay our people for telling these stories, Yeah. so that they are not told by outsiders. And we believe outsiders can tell these stories better than locals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, I think it's mindset change. That's yeah. all we need. Yeah, mindset change. I don't know, but when I can do it, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And more, on, I think more on, it comes to just uh communicating your value mm. as as a talent, it right. Is, Yes, it's, mm-hmm. it's
1: true it's true and still people that you need to communicate your value to yeah they don't get the value yeah if they think okay worry 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 work what's start with the outside and then sure they don't understand what goes the, the work that goes behind getting all that footage and all that yeah, yeah. so we should perhaps start or stop selling ourselves uh short or cheap yeah but if I say no this to do this it's this much you can check yeah you can check um, with others or the 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 prevailing market how much what I'm not insane to, to be quoting this. Yeah. Yeah. So and I think yeah. 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 And it's the other thing would much.
0: be um just con- uh okay we'll call it connections. Mm. Uh but it's more really into building a community, building a network of people that you can easily, mm. you know, tap into and just come to me and say, um kind of this is what I want to do mm. and this is, you know, the track record of what I have mm. been mm. um doing. And I I don't know how that has played a role in mm. you getting um, the different um, jobs that mm-hmm. you have yeah. got into the I, I don't believe in connections. Mm. I've
1: seen people who have connections, yeah, who got <laughs> gigs through connections yeah, fail dismally. Mm. Because, uh, yeah, connections will get the job, but if you cannot do the job, yeah. you're going to be exposed. Yeah. So that is why I always try, hard if I'm going to get to this job or to to ask to be given this job, yeah, I want to do it diligently so that, yeah, because when I started, you know, when I, when I started this cedar thing, people, hey, yeah, so you know, you won't believe, I almost didn't get this job if I didn't have. Uh, a CEO who has balls of steel, who is yeah. very decisive. People are telling him, "Hey, what are you saying, Zidiro? This guy, why you join mm. a Naga? Why BDP? Why you follow anyone? What, what? what. Yeah. So, what are you complaining, Zidiro? He said, "No, ah, uh, na." i'm looking at his value yeah what he did for rediscover botswana yeah uh the 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 social his social media outreach yeah. that's all i need from him so it was his job then. yeah and trust me sida is one of the organizations that i really hit hard yeah but uh they didn't take it uh the ceo didn't take it personally because at the time i could back up my stories with facts yeah yeah so uh, what don't know, this guy, na someone who a or what, one, yeah. yeah.
0: But how did you get to then uh, be given that um, the second chance? Do you think maybe Hori um, um I would call it a second chance because, like you did say, yeah, second uh, chance from what was the first chance? Uh, the first chance was you mm-hmm. um, working the job that you worked, yeah. right? As and a journalist, as a journalist, yeah. right? And you sort of being the goosey and hush and yeah, everything yeah, else, yeah, yeah. and then maybe getting people to. Uh, sort of like then trust you again to mm-hmm. do the work that you would uh, actually get to do
1: yeah it's mm. it's because I, I explained what I can do yeah now in this role as a brand ambassador mm-hmm. I told them yeah okay. I didn't tell them they, knew, they, they know. knew History. I, I, <laughs> history I was a journalist I was doing the, so yeah. I didn't come to them and say "Yeah," because I'm a I was a hard-hitting journalist. This is what yeah. I'm going to do. No, I said, okay, now I'm going to tell your stories, feel good stories. As they are, we are not going to 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 sugarcoat anything. Yeah. We will go to people and they will tell their stories and I'll share your stories with the people. Yeah. Yeah. So really it didn't need much convincing. They trusted me or no Hi no gay brand ambassador CD very similar. So it was all about writing a a killer proposal that outlined the objectives, the intentions, and uh, the modus operandi of of yeah. Of the of the of the proposer, yeah.
0: Mm. All right, so let's go towards the end of our conversation. Uh, young people are people by long they are We know text savvy. We spend a lot of our times mm-hmm. on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a gazillion um, followers. Mm-hmm. Um, converting those numbers, uh, you got to convert your numbers to am um, not uh, social media followers, but now your bank balance. Yeah, yeah, monetize
1: yeah. your yeah, monetizing your your followership. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Just give a, a word of advice um, to the youngsters listening right now on that um, line. They should, uh, they should, they should not use uh, social
1: media. Uh, you know, the thing with social media is mm-hmm. social media is like tablet. Okay, right now, the voice. <laughs> The Voice newspaper, my favorite newspaper. It's the best-selling newspaper in the country. Actually, it's the only newspaper, I think, that continued to to print during uh, COVID. Yeah. Do you know why? We buy it because we want to to read Shia okay, who slept with you. People love negative stories, okay? It's in our nature, everywhere. Tablets do sell. So even on social media, you need to be very careful with your followership. Uh, I have 110K now, still counting, followers. Yeah. But to get that number, you need to be someone who writes, and yeah. such yeah. things. And such things, yes, they will like your page, they will do that, but you will never be able to monetize it. Yeah. Because in my proposals, right yeah. now, when I write to Cedar, B2, I quote my number, so you can go on social media and check uh, my followership mm-hmm. and the conversations I have with these hundred and ten thousand people. Yeah. But now, if you are going to say uh, yeah, I have two hundred thousand followers, and then the organization that you want to engage or that you want them to engage you, you yeah. go there with tell or no? Yes, we have two hundred, but you are so you level one. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. it's pointless. So. Uh, My advice would be, use these numbers Positively, yeah, positively and meaningfully, yeah. Gore, yeah. social media that all that because you'll have 200,000 people, but at the bottom of the table, now go see you on something, yeah. So, you need to be very
0: careful, yeah. yeah. All right, no, bro. So, mm. thank you very much for having a conversation mm. with us. Mm. We've mm. mm. gotten uh, something uh, from mm. this conversation. Mm. Our viewers, listeners uh, they we you know are getting something from this, and all the best of luck with your future endeavors. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this is how we come to the end of our conversation today on Convo Lounge. Do follow us on different social media platforms using the hashtag Convo Lounge Africa or WhatsApp at 762 that number. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Convo Lounge Expression, Exposure, Experience.